Amen. One more hand for those guys. What a beautiful job. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful job. We are in our series called Songs. And this song was a song that we're focusing on this week. This song is a song called, O Come, All Ye Faithful. And sometimes I think, uh, you know, this song was written in 1841, but sometimes I think when we sing these songs, we just confuse them as just Christmas songs and not worship songs. But they're actually worship songs. They're songs of worship. They sing the story of Jesus. But also I think sometimes when we sing these songs, we think that they're talking about somebody else. Have you ever had somebody point and then you got to go, me, them, me, you, me, who, who? Have you ever had that happen and they're like, no, you, yeah, you, not thou, no, yes, you. Because sometimes we, we think about a song like, oh, come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Well, in this world, it can be a little difficult. Wouldn't you agree? And sometimes uh, we don't exactly feel faithful. As a matter of fact, if we're being just 100% honest, um, sometimes we struggle with our faith. Sometimes we don't have the answers, especially when difficult things happen in our world. We begin to let, let that collapse our faith and we feel faithless. So they're not singing, oh, come all ye faithless. They're singing, oh, come all ye faithful. And so we think, well, that disqualifies me. And then joyful, joyful, I can't drive without getting mad. You know, joyful, you know, it'd be joyous if I was the only one on the road. But since I'm not, when it happens, it affects my happiness and then I become unhappy. So joyful, uh-uh, disqualified, that's two, we're, we're down. Triumphant, you better check the bank account, triumphant. You know what I'm saying? Some people were not feeling triumphant. Some of us are struggling in our relationships. Some of us have, you know, are struggling in our marriages, we're struggling with our kids, we're struggling in different areas. Some of us are struggling uh, trying to overcome that thing you've been trying to overcome forever and you just don't feel triumphant, you feel like a loser. So if they were singing, oh come, oh ye faithless, unhappy and losers, come, you know, then you're like, hey, that's me, right? But the truth of the matter is, is that God is inviting us. Because when I, when I look at the Bible and I think about the Bible, I think about God. I think about who He invites and who does Jesus call. And so I look at the, the Bible and I see who Jesus calls. And I identify with that and realize that He's calling me and one day I may be joyful, triumphant, and faithful. I may not feel that. But He still calls. So the first thing, people, group of people I want you to see Jesus invites to the party wasn't the joyful, faithful, and triumphant. You know what He called? The weary and the burdened. Anybody identify with that? Now if we were singing that song, we'd all be singing it to the top of our lungs, right? The weary and the burdened. Who are Jesus calls? He says, come to me, all ye who are weary and burdened, and I will give you what? Now we can identify with that. We sense that. And the truth of the matter is, guys, this world has a way of making us weary. Some of us get weary in well-doing. Some of us get weary in doing good. Some of us are burdened with things that no one else knows we're carrying. And those burdens seem to be so overwhelming that you can't make it. But Jesus calls us because Jesus said, listen, let me take your burden and then you take up my burden, which is light. 
And Jesus says, I want to carry it with you. So I know you're tired, but I want to give you strength. I know you're burdened, but I want to give you, give you a lighter burden, and I want to help you carry that lighter burden. Then you have folks who say, man, I just don't have the faith for that. But my Bible tells me that if you have the faith of a mustard seed, that God can move your mountain. And some people even right now, even right at this minute are going, that's great, Pastor Mike, but he's not, that message isn't for me because I don't have any faith. Well, I would argue with you, argue with you strongly and logically, because if you didn't have any faith, you would not be here. So even if you just have that much, you're here and God can move your mountain. But the trouble is we don't see ourselves faithful, joyful, and triumphant. We see faithless, unhappy, and losers a lot of times. Not everybody, but a lot of people who struggle because we are our own worst critics. God sees you differently than you see you. And he also sees your circumstance different than you see. And so it's important for us to understand that it, when you're weary and you're burdened, Jesus calls us. He calls us. And I want you to think about something else. Think about this year. Okay, last year, whatever you were burdened with may not be the thing that you're burdened with anymore. So probably there, it's been solved. Yeah, I didn't say you didn't have new burdens. But the truth of the matter is that should give us excitement and willingness to recognize that if God got us through what we didn't think we were going to get through last December... Why won't he get us through what we didn't think we were going to get through this December? And it can create something in us. Faith, joy, and triumph. Because we overcame whatever it was by the grace of God. Then we got to come to the, the no-no word. In the last decade or so, this is the no-no word for churches and pastors. You're not supposed to use this word anymore. It's bad. It's offensive. Jesus calls the sinners. That's a cuss word in church now. We have to say those distant from God. Those far away from God. Don't use the word sinner. You'll hurt people's feelings. Jesus used the word sinner. If you don't know you're a sinner, let me help you find that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, listen, I am grateful that Jesus calls sinners because I am a sinner in need of a Savior. I need Jesus more than my next breath. And Jesus said this. He said, I didn't, uh, on hearing this, Jesus said, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but those who are distant from God. No, but the sick. For I have not come to call uh, the righteous, but those who are far away. No, sinners. I came to call sinners. And Jesus came to call us. So if you're weary, if you're burdened, if you're a sinner, good news. Jesus is calling. And he wants you. You. Just how you are. Right where you're at. Not perfect. Not clean. Not any. Just, he just wants you. Just like you are. 
That's important for us to understand. Oh, come all ye sinners, all ye weak, all ye weary. Jesus doesn't leave any of us out there because he promises that in Christ we can become new creations. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The new creation has come, the old has gone, and the new is here. That's the promise that Jesus calls us to. So when you don't think you're being faithful, God is actually filling you with faith. Are you going to be perfect? No, you're being what? And that means we're going to grow in our faith. Are you always joyful? No, but God wants to grow that joy in you. And joy is the inner animation of the soul so that what happens on the outside doesn't affect what's going on on the inside. And triumph. I think about some of the folks I've lost to cancer. Dear, dear brothers and sisters in the faith. They are triumphant. They did not lose. They won. You see, cancer had an expiration date. Death had an expiration date. But Jesus had eternal life waiting for them. As a matter of fact, the scripture says, O death, where is your sting? It is swallowed up in victory. So they stand faithful, joyful, and triumphant. You see, that's, our, that's what you and I have got to understand. Death, yes, it can take us, but it cannot keep us because of Jesus. So, so when we think about that, we should be encouraged. So when we're singing these songs, you have to see yourself in the song. Begin to believe those things. What does Jesus want us to become? What does Jesus not just want us, but more importantly, what does he help us become? You know what he helps us become? More faithful. Jesus helps us become more faithful. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Should we fix our eyes on our problems? No. Because they are not constant, but God is. I'm going to say that again so you can hear it very clearly. Should we fix our eyes on our problems? The answer is no, because they are not constant, but God is. So we keep our eyes on Him and we're faithful to Him. And you know what that does? That builds our faith. It builds our faith. We begin to trust. It says, now faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. We get ourselves in the word of God. And we begin to cling to scriptures that remind us that he who began a good work in me will be faithful to bring it to completion. Even when I am faithless, he is faithful. And my Bible also teaches me that it is God who increases our faith. So we take our time and we start to understand. Look at what Isaiah promises. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they'll not sweep over. And when you walk through the fire, you'll not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze, even though you feel like it. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. You have the capacity to be faithful. Perfect? Nope. But faithful? Absolutely. And God will increase our faith over the course of time. Oh, come all ye faithful. And if you just have that much, that's all he needs. You know what? If you have that much, then guess what that makes you? One of the faithful. One of the faithful. That's what I need you to hear today, this holiday season. Some people give up on yourselves. You don't give up on God. You give up on yourselves and say, I don't deserve God. You didn't deserve God when you first met God. What makes you deserve him more now? 
My, my, my life verse, I've shared with you multiple times, is this. But God demonstrates his love in this. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. God loved me at my worst. Why would he not love me now? When I'm getting more faithful. Am I perfectly faithful? No, but I'm getting more faithful. Why would he not? He loves me the same. He's going to continue to love me no matter what. But you know what he isn't going to do? Leave me where I am. He's going to build my faith. And that brings joy to my heart. See, Jesus helps us become more joyful. Now, this is something important that we just studied in our men's Bible study, and the ladies are getting ready to study because we're both studying the book of John. We just talked about the power of the Holy Spirit. And the way Jesus helps us become more joyful is he, because he came, lived, died, was resurrected, and exalted. The key is there, exalted, the Holy Spirit then came and not just lives around us, but lives in us. And guess what the fruit of the Spirit is? Love, joy, right? There's joy when you don't think you have joy. Joy is in you because Jesus helped you become more faithful. And the, and the, the disciples didn't understand this. Jesus said, it is good for me that, that it's good for you that I go away. Because if I go away then the comforter's going to come. It's good for you because when I go away and I am exalted and now I sit at the right hand of God, now the messianic age, the age of the Spirit now begins and it begins in you, not just with you. And that should bring us joy, unspeakable joy that rises in my soul. Amen? think about that that's what god gives us and so joy is the fruit of the spirit now fruit cannot be manufactured you ever you ever saw a big old bowl of fruit and it just looks so good and turns out it's fake you know you're just like oh i can't wait i hope they ask me if i want a piece of fruit because that orange is just looking for real and then you find out it's plastic empty and hollow you can't manufacture the fruit of the Spirit, you know what it is? It's grown. It is produced. And it's produced in relationship with God. That's why you can sing, O come, all ye faithful, joyful, and last but not least, triumphant. 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 Jesus helps us become more triumphant. For unto us a child is born a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he'll be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on, now and forever. Jesus is advocating for you. Jesus is right now interceding for you. Now, trust me, there's another person who's wanting to wreck you right now, who wants to keep you faithless, unhappy, and losers. So you know what he does? He accuses you. The Bible says he daily accuses you before God. Satan comes up and says, oh, yeah, this one over here and that one over there. And every time he brings something up, Jesus goes, uh, covered, covered. Case dismissed, case dismissed, case dismissed, 
Because every time we repent, every time we trust God, we are triumphant over our sin. And Satan accuses us, and, and Jesus says, it's a done deal. And you know what the Father does? Throws the case out. And it makes you victorious over things that you can't even think that you'd be victorious over. We're winning. Give yourself that. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Give yourself that. Don't, don't down yourself. When you're singing these songs, see yourself the way God sees you. You see, Jesus, he's not the infant anymore that came in the manger. He's the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. He's the one that makes the sun rise. He tells it where to hide till morning. He's God. He makes it rain. He gives hope to the hopeless and help to the helpless. That's who he is. He's the author and protect, perfecter of our faith. You know what that reminds me? That he who began a good work in me will be faithful to bring it to completion. So I can promise him that even if I don't feel faithful, it's not about my faithfulness. It's about his faithfulness to bring what he promised to completion in me. So we can sing the triumphant song. We can get excited about that. God chose to save us. He chose to send his son. And so, so today, if you're hearing this, this news for the first time, it should be truth that's ringing in your ears. Ringing in your ears. When I think about, I think about life and I think about faith and I think about our, our place as believers in Christ, I think about a guy like the Apostle Paul, amazing man of faith. And yet, you know, he penned Romans chapter 7. And he says in Romans chapter 7, he says this, he says, the good that I know I should do, I don't do it. But the, the evil that I know I shouldn't do, I do that. And I don't get it. He's like, I know I shouldn't, but I do it. And then he, he, he laments that whole chapter, and then he says something powerful. He asks a question, a question that maybe you're asking yourself today. Who can save me from this? And he answers his own question. Jesus Christ. And then, right after he pens chapter 7, this is where we can all be today, right now, Sunday, right here, we can begin to pen chapter 8. Because you know what 8 says? Therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That's the first verse of the one where he just finished saying, I am faithless, I'm unhappy, I can't do it, and how am I going to live? I'm going to live by the Spirit. The only difference with Paul is, you see, the Apostle Paul understood who he is and who God is. And he understood how desperate he needed Jesus. You see, 27 years, 27 years he preached the gospel. He was whipped 39, he was whipped countless times, 30, all the way to 39 lashes across his back. He was stoned, and I'm not talking about that kind of stoned, I'm talking about the real kind of stoned. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I'll be stoned for Jesus. Uh-uh, not that kind of stoned. You know what I'm saying? 
people like testifying, no, you're not. This is a different kind of stone. He was shipwrecked three times, snake bitten. He had to be whisked away from cities because he shared the good news about Jesus. And you know what he said? As they were leading him away, they were getting ready to decapitate him. They were getting ready to take his life. And he was happy. And they're going, what's up with this dude? He's like, finally, man, I get to go be with Jesus. He had written in the, to the Corinthians, I wish that God would take me right now, but if it's good for me to hang out with you a little while, I'll stay, but I'm not happy about it. That's the PMV version of it. All right? Then finally he writes and he's like, Timothy, it's time. Yes, I get to see my Jesus. And they're, as they're leading him away, one of the last letters he would pen, 27 years of hard ministry, he said, here's a trustworthy saying that deserves your full attention. And if the Apostle Paul tells us it deserves our full attention, I believe it deserves our full attention. This is what he said. Jesus Christ saves sinners of whom I am the worst. 27 years walking with Jesus, shipwrecked, beaten, all those things, and he still understood it had nothing to do with that and everything to do with a personal, ongoing relationship with Jesus that made him faithful, joyful, and triumphant. And that's what Jesus offers us today. As long as you remember, however long God gives you on this planet, as long as you remember, here is a trustworthy saying, that deserves your full attention. Jesus Christ saves sinners of whom I am the worst. And we take our story and use it for God's glory. So when we sing this song this Christmas as we're going to be singing it, I hope that you will sing this song and know you're one of the faithful, the joyful, and the triumphant. Even though you may feel weary, burdened, and like a sinner. That's what God offers. And all you have to do is by faith. John chapter 1 verse 12 says this. Anyone who believes and anyone who receives, he'll give them the right to be called children of God. Adopted into God's very own family. And will you be perfect? Absolutely not. Will you be perfected? Absolutely. That's a work of the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to invite you right now to bow your heads with me and let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you for this day. And God, sometimes we don't feel faithful, joyful, and triumphant, but the truth of the matter is, Jesus, you make us joyful, faithful, and triumphant. You take us when we're weary, when we're burdened, when we're the, the weight of sin is upon us, and you release us from that bondage. We thank you for that. And thank you that you give us your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, thank you for coming and leading us and guiding us. And thank you for never giving up on us. Thank you, Jesus. If you're here this morning with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're here this morning, you say, you know what, Pastor Mike? I was weary. I was burdened. I, I'm a sinner, but I want to be faithful. I want to be joyful. I want to be triumphant. And now I know it comes through Jesus. And I know he wants me and I want him. If that's you this morning, we just slip your hand up high in the air today. Anybody who says that? Yes, thank you. Thank you. Yes, I see that hand. Yes, thank you. That's me. Yes, thank you. That's me. Yes, thank you. Thank you. 
You guys may place your hands down. Everyone within the sound of my voice, we're just going to say this prayer. Prayer is literally just talking to God. It's a gift from God to us. And all we have to do is just confess and say, Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I believe in you. Jesus, I receive you. And Jesus, I love you. And God, I know I'm not going to be perfect, but I'm being perfected. So I invite the Holy Spirit to come and live in me and work through me. And I'll give you everything I have every day. And God, when I mess up, when I fall down, I know you'll pick me up. And I'm going to run back to you every time. When I feel faithless, I know that you're faithful. And God, when I feel unhappy, I'm going to tap into the joy that's in my soul. And when I feel like I'm not winning, I'm going to remind myself that I am triumphant through you. And so I put my hope in you today. It's in Jesus' name that I pray this prayer. And the church of Jesus Christ said, amen and amen. Can you give the Lord a hand clap this morning because he's amazing? If you said that prayer, 